From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. It certainly is the national news for week commencing January 23, 2022. In our 27th year of non-stop news... And the program is recorded in Brisbane, Olympic City 2032. I'm Graham, call sign VK4BB. In today's news, along with the usual suspects, Jason, Felix and Cole will be joined by WIA Director Secretary Peter Klee, call sign VK8ZZ. We'll have a look at what's happening in Tonga after that volcano erupted and a warning as most social media reports, much of what I've seen, is being rewritten by folk not on the ground. So check facts first. But that undersea volcano has been captured on video. And when we talk of Tonga, it's worth understanding Tonga is in fact a 176 island Polynesian kingdom. Yep, 176. Can't see the forest for the trees? That's a real problem for 5G technology. In contest news, and we are mighty proud that the WIA contest news is, in our humble opinion, the best contest news on the air in VK, and it's heard every week thanks to our guru VK4FUQ, who this week will announce that, starting today, the 23rd, two special event stations to commemorate 1900 years since Hadrian's Wall was built, the northern frontier of the mighty Roman Empire, and which was the inspiration for the wall in George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones, will go to air. So, settle back. It's a 30-minute trip through the wonderful world of amateur radio, broadcast without any political spin or misleading innuendos. And as Fox News used to say, welcome to the non-spin zone. No, you haven't tuned the ether stirrer. This is the official VK Ham News from the one VK One WIA. Now let's welcome the Wireless Institute of Australia Secretary Peter VK Eight ZZ. Thanks, Graham, and good morning, listeners. In times of natural disasters and other emergency situations, radio amateurs throughout the world have always stood up and provided support communications and sometimes the only communications immediately after a disaster. I live in the Northern Territory of Australia and know this very well. When Cyclone Tracy hit Darwin in 1974, the only communications out of the area initially was by a radio amateur who hooked his transceiver up to a car battery and let the world know that Darwin needed help. Also in Australia, Emergency communications has been provided after numerous bushfires, including the Black Friday and Ash Wednesday more recently in 83, and even more recently with fires in a number of states. Amateur radio communications was also very important for the first few days after the Newcastle earthquake in 1989, as well as more recent in devastating floods in Queensland, New South Wales and other emergency situations across Australia. Now Tonga is in a state of emergency. Their only communications link to the rest of the world and even to some internal islands has been cut. I urge the amateur radio community to listen out on the recognised international emergency frequencies for any traffic from Tonga, especially on 14.300 MHz. Other emergency frequencies are listed in the text edition of this broadcast. And for those not listening, then keep clear of those emergency frequencies. And just before I close, 
this is just a reminder that the Australia Day contest is taking place this Wednesday, the 26th of January. The rules are generally derived from the RD contest. A big thanks goes out to Alan VK4SN and Trent VK4TS who conceived the idea of this contest. This is a trial contest, so the contest committee are keen to hear from the contesting community for suggestions on how to improve it for 2023. Full details and rules are available on the WIA website. This has been WIA Director and Secretary Peter VK8ZZ73. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Commencing news from Region 1, Radio News Service celebrates 53rd year. On Wednesday, January 19th, IRTS celebrated the 53rd anniversary of the Radio News Service. On January 19, 1969, the first Irish radio news broadcast was made by Bill McElwain, Echo India 9 Foxtrot, on the AM mode on 3.650 MHz. This was followed on SSB by Jim Bartlett, Echo India 2 Bravo Bravo. Later on, Shane McNamee, Echo India 2 Alpha, transmitted the bulletin on VHF. Congratulations and this WIA news service takes the opportunity to pay tribute to all of those who started and maintained the service over the past 53 years. This includes newsreaders, editors and all who provide content for their bulletins. The 2022 South African Radio League National Convention will be held virtually on Saturday the 9th of April and Saturday the 23rd of April. On the 9th of April, the Amateur Radio Technology in Action Symposium. On the 23rd of April, the Annual General Meeting and the SARL Awards and Trophies. The SARL Secretary has received five nominations to serve on Council. In news from Region 2, responding to concern over the unprecedented upsurge in COVID-19 cases worldwide, organisers of the International DX Convention in California have called off their annual event, which is considered one of the premier amateur radio DX conventions. It was to have been held beginning April 8th, hosted by the Southern California DX Club and the Northern California DX Club. Hams in Canada have a new resource to help them locate other radio operators. Georgian Bay Amateur Radio Club Victor Echo 3 Oscar Sierra Romeo in Canada is offering a way for hams to reconnect with one another through clubs, especially if they've lost touch during the pandemic. Clubs throughout Canada, from the Atlantic to the Pacific, are now shown on a colourful map display which is free online for all hams reference. The Georgian Bay Amateurs are encouraging other clubs in Canada to add themselves to the map. Of course, here in VK, every WIA-affiliated club is to be found on wia.org.au and click the tab at the top entitled Affiliated Radio Clubs. As 5G technology gets fully implemented over the next few years, mobile phones and other wireless technology will grow more powerful with increased data flow and lower latency. But along with these benefits comes a question. Will your next generation mobile phone be unable to see the forest for the trees? 
That's one way to describe the problem confronting cell network designers who have to embrace both the benefits and shortcomings of a new class of signals that 5G will use, millimetre waves. Not only can these waves carry more information than conventional transmissions, but they also usefully occupy a portion of the broadcast spectrum that communication technologies seldom use. A major concern in an age where broadcasters vie for portions of spectrum like prospectors staking out territory. As seen in criticalcoms.com.au, the US National Institute of Standards and Technology, NIST, has set out to solve this problem by measuring trees' effect on millimetre waves. The effort could make a profound difference to our next generation devices' ability to see the 5G antenna that may soon sprout. In news from Region 3, undersea volcanic eruptions seen from space and shock waves picked up by members of a ham radio club in the United Kingdom. That undersea volcano that erupted near the Pacific island of Tonga has been captured on video. The powerful and destructive blast was threatening to totally overwhelm the Polynesian Kingdom in the South Pacific. Japan's Himawari 8 weather satellite recorded dramatic footage of volcanic exhaust emerging from the waves, as well as an atmospheric shockwave rippling away from the blast site. The undersea blast hurled a plume of sulphurous ash all the way to the stratosphere. Satellite videos show an atmospheric shockwave expanding on all sides of the plume. You can see the movie on spaceweather.com. Peter Rivers, 67, Secretary of Welland Valley Amateur Radio Society, told the Harbour and Mail, this may be a once-in-a-decade event, if that. There was a sharp, sudden spike as the pressure wave from the volcanic eruption in Tonga passed over us here in Market Harbour, a market town in the Harbour District of Leicestershire in England. That was about 14 and a half hours after the volcano erupted. The shockwave had travelled about 10,200 miles at a speed of just over 700 miles an hour. The World Health Organisation, WHO, is closely coordinating with other United Nations agencies and partners to support the response to the recent volcanic eruption and tsunami in Tonga, including acting as a central channel of information in the face of continued telecommunications outages. Electricity and local mobile phone networks have been restored in Tongatapu. Power connection is not yet stable. International and inter-island calls are still not possible due to the damage to the undersea cable. Tonga Cable and other entities are actively working to repair the damage. There is no time frame available for when communications may be restored. And wrapping up this week's international news from China, 40th anniversary of partial resumption of ham radio. In 1982, amateur radio was partially permitted in China, but it wasn't until 1992 that permission was finally granted to establish personal amateur radio stations in the home. Since then, 170,000 have become radio amateurs. A translation of a post by the National Amateur Radio Society, CRAC, reads... The stars are moving. Everything welcomes the new year and 2022 has arrived. This year marks the 40th anniversary of the partial restoration of amateur radio in my country and the 30th anniversary of the comprehensive restoration. In the 1980s, under the vigorous promotion of the older generation of amateur radio operators and workers and with the support of relevant departments, my country's amateur radio activity sprouted again in the new wind of reform and opening up. 
1982, the club amateur radio station was allowed to resume. With the attention of enthusiastic people from all walks of life in China and the help of foreign amateur radio operators, the long-term gap in amateur radio technology and activities was filled and a group of new amateur radio operators were trained. It also began to be popularised by the knowledge of amateur radio which initially corrected the historical misunderstanding that ties amateur radio and special suspicion together and laid a solid foundation for a comprehensive recovery. In 1992, the amateur radio business was fully opened. In the following 10 years, the number of amateur radio stations and operators in the country increased sharply by more than two orders of magnitude, and the popularity expanded rapidly. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there, 2022. Australia Day, the brand new WIA Australia Day contest. Then in March, it's the John Moore Memorial Field Day. The JMMFD contest starts 0100 hours GMT on the 19th of March and concludes at 0059 hours GMT on the 20th of March. Harrow Angel Memorial 80-minute sprint, Saturday 7th of May 2022. 10 hours UTC to 11.46 UTC. International CQ Pride Contest, June 4-6. DX Window. Hadrian's Wall Special Events Station. Starting today, the 23rd, two special events stations to commemorate 1,900 years since Hadrian's Wall was built the northern frontier of the mighty Roman Empire, which was the inspiration for the wall in George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones. There will be two special event stations, GB1900HA and GB1900HW, running throughout the year of 2022 to commemorate 1,900 years since the building of Hadrian's Wall. Austin Vaughan, M0MNE, in South Shields, Tyneside, England, and Roy Nicholson, M0TKF in Hexham, Northumberland, England, will be operating from the stations from near the wall, and will be active throughout the year on the HF and VHF bands in voice, CW and digital modes. The special event station will officially be part of the Hadrian's Wall 1900 Festival, where hundreds of events and activities will be taking place in a year-long festival across Hadrian's Wall. QSL via Logbook of the World and Club Logo QRS. See QRS.com for more info on GB1900HA and GB1900HW. Time, gentlemen, time. A 30-minute once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Details shortly. German North Pole de-expedition. Operators Martina, DF3TS, and Thomas, DC8TM, would like to base Walsbad as JW stroke home calls to start their de-expedition between April the 9th and 12th. Activity will be on SSB and FT8. They will be active from a Russian Zverny Borilis, the scientific polar drifting base approximately 80 kilometers from the North Pole on the Arctic Ocean, where they will activate the WWFF area 
RFF 0176. Operators will use their special call signs DP0LE and as RA stroke DCATM stroke P and RA stroke DF3TS stroke P to represent the Russian flag of the camp between April the 14th and 17th. Activity will be on the 40, 30, 20, 17 metres using SSB and FT8. Activity from the North Pole, 90 degrees north, under DP0LE and DCATM stroke P, together with Martina, DF3TS stroke P, will take place sometime during this time. The exact schedule will depend very much on weather conditions on 20 metres. Now note activity is limited to approximately 30 minutes. Seychelles Beverly S79BMK is a new operator and QIV from our island, IOTA AF024, in the Seychelles and has been heard and worked on most of the popular HF bands. EH5, Spain, special event. Jose EA5N will be active with the special call sign EH5AAW from Denia during the 19th Antarctic Activity Week between February the 18th and 27th. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from the VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in Albury-Wodonga. It can be heard on 145.525 MHz or node 388.642 every Sunday morning at 10am and repeated again that day at 19.30. This is Rob, VK2, Foxtrot Alpha Alpha Alpha. Hi, VK4BB, Graham stepping in again, this time at the Q News Workbench. Work the world on a 555. Over the years, the humble 555 timer has been used in so many unexpected places. But there's a project from Frank Latos which we think may be a first. On a piece of stripboard, set a pair of 555s and, instead of the usual passives that are a set of LC circuits, there is no timer, instead it's a CW, a Morse transmitter, for the 80 metre amateur radio band. One 555 is configured as a feedback oscillator through a toroidal transformer with a tuned circuit to set the frequency of oscillations. The other takes an inverted input from the oscillator to produce complementary push-pull outputs from both 555s, which are fed to another transformer that in turn feeds a low-pass filter and thus the antenna. Free-running square wave oscillators of this type are not unusual for the lower HF bands, but we think this is the first 555 design we've seen. As shown, it doesn't produce much in the way of RF power, but remembering half-decent motor drivers using a 556 dual timer, we think that selection of one of the more powerful 555 variants might deliver some more punch. We commend his creativity, though, and hope he can get that all-important entry in the log to prove it works. Now, if you're curious about low-power radio operation, and it's something Hackaday have explored before, you'll find it on the link we like in this week's Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. 
Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello, welcome to Worldwide Special Interest Group News and Spy versus Spy. Soviet QSL cards, wireless receivers and secret agent transmitters. Andy G0SFJ's presentation to Sutton and Chim ARS is certainly worth a look and can be downloaded from the link we like in this week's text edition of WIA News. The presentation shows what the old QSL cards may reveal about the 1930s wireless technology in the Soviet Union, and describes two transmitters in use by secret agents in Japanese-occupied Manchuria. Our worldwide special interest groups, Summits on the Air, Flora and Fauna Program, Parks on the Air, and other adventure groups. Parks on the Air have thanked the nearly 4,000 activators and 122,000 hunters who combine forces to make over 2.6 million contacts from over 10,000 parks in 45 different DXCC entities for 2021. Of particular note, Potter congratulated Bill, K4NYM, who completed 1,260 activations for the year. David, NG5E, who activated 421 different parks. Gene, NT2A, hunted 5,458 parks. And Joe, N3XLS, made 11,467 hunter QSOs in 2021. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. The special event, K3Y, that has been active since the start of January, is fast approaching QRT time. Started January 2nd, SKCC members around the world have been operating special events CW stations using only straight key, bug key and cootie keys. These three key types are the original instruments of early radio telegraphy, which this event celebrates. This is the 16th straight key month event and the 16th anniversary of SKCC. There are many K3Y volunteer operators active across the world, making possible this celebration and memorial of non-electronic manual Morse code communication on amateur radio spectrum during every January. You are invited to participate either as a non-member or as a member. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Launch of that wooden satellite is still pending. Weiser Woodsat, a Finnish spacecraft that planned to include an amateur radio payload, was forced to postpone its announced launch target from 2021 to 2022 after the International Amateur Radio Union Amateur Satellite Frequency Coordination System turned away its request to use amateur radio frequencies. I regret to inform you that IARU is not in a position to support the Weiser Woodsat coordination request, the coordinator said. The main reason is that the primary mission doesn't seem to be an amateur mission. I personally like the description of a satellite made of timber, perhaps with a wood grain finish. <clears throat> Moving on. And that Chinese satellite, CAMSAT XW3, CAS9, that was launched about three weeks ago, has been given the designator HO113, short for Hope Oscar 113. The beacon frequency with 22 words per minute CW can be heard on 435.575 MHz. GMSK telemetry is transmitted on 435.725 MHz. The inverting 100 milliwatt transponder listens on 145.870 MHz and transmits on 435.180 MHz with a 30 kHz passband. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio 
Radio's resilience during trying times has become the focus of a new special interest group convened by the Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club. The group held its first meeting on Saturday, January 15th, focusing on needs in the Shire of Mount Alexander. Using the Zoom platform, the meeting drew representatives from a disaster preparedness group, other amateur radio clubs in Victoria, and a number of candidates studying for their amateur radio licence. Coordinator Tony Feller, VK3KKP, told us via Amateur Radio Newsline that there were even some attendees who were not intending to become hams, but nonetheless want to be able to listen to the amateur frequencies and pass along messages, sometimes by citizen band radio, when disaster strikes. Tony is calling the special interest group the Mount Alexander Radio Watch and said its purpose is to create a network of listeners not to launch a rescue group. He said the Bendigo Club is also working with the Greater Bendigo Council to create a mechanism to link area residents with the local council if they experience difficulties during disasters. Tony said the process will be ongoing in Matalingzada and that other special interest groups are being organised shire by shire. Meanwhile, he said he hopes other shires will set up similar groups of their own and perhaps send a representative to the next Mount Alexander meeting. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Scouting The Victoria-only Scout Jamboree, Vic Jam, has concluded. Scouts from all over Victoria converged on Elmore in central Victoria for 10 days of exciting activities and entertainment. For those of us involved in setting up, operating events and packing up, we spent three weeks on the site. I caught up with Philip Adams, VK3JNI, from the Scout Radio and Electronic Service Unit to tell us about the amateur radio station on site with a special event call sign VI3JAM. Welcome to VI3JAM, the amateur radio station of the Victorian Jamboree. Uh, This amateur radio station has been built by the uh, amateurs, which are mostly uh, Scout members and uh, it's there to provide damage radio activities for the scouts on the camp. We find we have a lot of the scouts uh, coming in uh, multiple times. Some of them enjoy fox hunting, some of them enjoy just sitting, listening to the Kiwi SDR uh, and poking around the world at the signals that they can hear there. We've got a, a Morse code computer, which is, uh, lets them try their hand at Morse code, and that's working fine doing quite a lot of digital work at the moment on FT8 and Whisper, mainly. We've got slow-scan television running between buildings here, and we were receiving the slow-scan from the International Space Station when that was running earlier in the week. Uh, Of course, we've got the high-frequency transceivers. They're they're, uh, active on 20 and 40 metres and or on 40 and 80 metres in the evening, and we combine that with Echolink and our local repeaters. The, the antenna system we're using on site, uh, we've got a two uh, antennas that are for, dedicated for HF. Um, one is an 80, 80 metres uh, res, uh, resonant uh, off-centre-fed dipole, um, and then we've got a 40 metre off, uh, resonant, um, off-centre-fed dipole um, for um, running off at uh, 90 degrees of that. that. So we, we pick up things from two directions there. Um, they're standing on 12 to 12 metre mass above the ground. And we also have a, a vertical out there that's um, in-fed tuned, um, which is sitting on top of a chicken wire, uh, 25 metres by chicken, 25 metres of chicken wire on the ground um, to give us an earth, an earth to work against. And that's, um, that's proving very successful as well. Thanks, Philip. And speaking of successful... November Alpha. 
Alpha 1 Sierra Sierra. November Alpha 1 Sierra Sierra. This is Alpha Bravo 1 Oscar Charlie for a scheduled school contact. Over. Go ahead. This is November Alpha 1 Sierra Sierra. Over. USL, Mark, good. Thank you so much for uh, doing uh, the contact with us today. Are you ready for the students' questions? Over. Let's do it. 17 lucky Scots were able to make contact and ask questions to NASA astronaut Mark Vanderhei, KG5GNP, aboard the International Space Station as it crossed over North America using the ISS callsign November Alpha 1 Sierra Sierra. The complex Aris Tally Bridge was headed by Fred Kemmerer, AB-10C, operating the ground station from his home in Hollis, New Hampshire, USA, tracking the ISS view with his antennas. The amateur station was a huge success, with many scouts of all ages eager to become licensed amateurs. And be sure to check out the video version of this WIA News broadcast by Bevan, VK5BD, for a look at the VI3JAM station and the ISS contact. That's it for me for this week. Catch you next time. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. Here we are. We've reached the end of WIA National News. Time to have a quick look at the 2022 social scene. And thanks to VK7WI, we hear the Reist Open Day happens Sunday, January 30 in VK7. From VK3PDG, we hear Spark Rosebud Radio Fest happens February 13 at 9.30am. VK4FTN tells us Redfest happens in VK4, April 9. And VK5DJ, the Australian Fox Hunting Championship and the Cirque Convention, Mount Gambier, Queen's Birthday Weekend in June. So now, until we do meet again, I'm Graham VK4BB. May all your news be good and walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.